listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get Pretty to work. Sure they're illegal. With the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. So, let's open up middle school. Good morning, it's Mark and Neanderthal. With whom do we have the pleasure of speaking this morning? Javier. Hello, Javier. Welcome to the radio program. We're going to ask you three questions as you enroll in Mark and Paul's Middle School. You're going to get two of them right, and we're going to give you Won't You Be My Neighbor on DVD. Sound good? Sounds great. All right. Congratulations. You are now officially enrolled. Javier, I don't know if you saw any of that embarrassing spectacle yesterday with uh, with the Congress, but uh, these were actually senators. We're going to ask about the United States Senate here. Your first question is... Which of the following names was never a real United States senator? Senator Dale Bumpers, Senator John Blutarski, or Senator S.I. Hayakawa? Blutarski. Blutarski is correct. Yes, Absolutely. That was the fictional senator from Animal House. Yeah, I think he married Mandy Pepperidge. You bet he did. Uh-huh. Swept her off her feet. I understand that. How many senators, and this is not a multiple choice, how many senators are there from each state in the country? Two. You All are right, correct, sir. Nice All job. Right. You've already won. Let's go for the clean sweep. How long are senators elected for? Two, four, or six years? Six. You are correct again. This man knows his civics. Wow. Yep, you're absolutely capable of graduating middle school, and that's something that not a lot of people can say in 2018. (laughs) Congratulations, Javier. Hang on the line. Okay. Javier just gets down to business there and gets it done. Nice job. A few words. Word, economy, and efficiency. Yeah. That's what he's all about. And accuracy. Nice Mm -hmm. job, Javier. He gets the Mr. Rogers, Won't You Be My Neighbor DVD. Right, exactly. So there you go. Some Mark and Neanderthal fake facts. At six thirty-one, we will take fake news, alternative facts, swirl them together, and serve you a helping of fake facts. Yeah, there is plenty to go around today. Keep in mind that everything you're about to hear fabricated from the minds of Mark and Neanderthal, or solicited from the very creative listening audience. We're always invited to send their fake facts by email to Mark at KSLX.com or Neanderthal at KSLX.com. Now, of course, this week we've been talking a lot, an awful lot, about the brand new. TV show This Is Us on NBC. Yeah, well, it's not brand new, but it just re- it just premiered for right. the third season. Right, and yeah. it's something that, that people are going nuts over because, for whatever reason, it's resonated with the American public, which means that NBC is not far from creating parallel shows that are sort of very similar, including the story of a Senate confirmation hearing that divides the nation and transforms everyone in America into armchair legal experts. We're talking about This Is Disgust. <laughs> Which kind of disgust? Uh, well, that leads me to my next fake fact. But okay. We'll get to that after this. John Mellencamp has just signed a multi-million dollar deal to endorse a rental car company. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. It'll be known as the Hurts So Good campaign. Really? They're better than Avis. According to the campaign, anyway. All right, nice job there. Hurts so good. Hurts so good. I see what they're... It's going to have to be some punctuation there, I'm guessing, at some point. Join us this fall as NBC presents, capitalizing on the popularity of their new show, This Is Us, the story of an effeminate, possibly closeted senator from South Carolina 
who loses his mind during a Senate confirmation hearing that divides the nation and transforms everyone in America into an armchair legal expert in this is disgust. Yes, okay. that's the other. That's the other one. I, I one know is, what kind of disgust that is. Yeah, yes. this is disgust. Yeah. versus this is disgust. Yeah, he got his bloomers all balled up yesterday, just, didn't he? He just had himself a severe case of the vapors. Holy he cow. was so PO'd. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was crazy. He, was, he got mad. The Cardinals are at home this weekend, I think, they against, are. against the Seahawks. Seahawks yeah. coming in town. Uh, you know, it's interesting. We may not be able to say this very much for the rest of the season, but the Cardinals are actually one of the biggest stories in the NFL this week because they've chosen to start the chosen Rosen one. The rookie. The rookie is going to make his well, his debut. And, you know, of course, Baker Mayfield has done well. The kid, uh, Josh Allen in, in Buffalo, has done okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the rookie quarterbacks are being thrown to the Wolves pretty early now. And you make that kind of investment, it makes sense. Um, but the Hebrew Hammer is now going to take the field. That's his name. Nickname. He, that's what he calls himself. As he calls himself. I prefer to call him the Mazel Tov cocktail, but okay, we'll go with this. Yes. So, so one thing he's got to do is uh, Larry Fitzgerald only had two passes caught last week for like 11 yards. That's no good. That, I mean, he's still got a streak going. He's got a streak of, yeah. of, of games where he catches a pass. But Why would you ignore the guy like that? He is he's, all world. I think, okay, well, I guess today's uh, today's coaching tip will be for the yeah. quarterback, the quarterback of the, of the Cardinals? Yep. All right. Pretty much. Hit me. They only threw to him twice, and the cards paid the price. Number 11 had no chance to show his mettle. Wow. Now Josh Rosen will start, and for him to do his part, he'd better throw it to Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, that makes sense. I I get that. The Hebrew hammer will swing. How's that even a thing? I'm certain his nose is in peril. (laughs) A tip for you, kid. Do what everyone else did. Put your trust in that Larry Fitzgerald. You better do something, man. They are not good. Mark and Neanderthal in the morning. I, I left here yesterday, went home, right? and as I pulled up to my garage, I pressed the button as I always do. Well, look at you. Too lazy to get out of the car. Well, it's a garage door opener. Sure, of course. And I pressed the button, and it went up about, oh, I'd say, three inches, then went down. Then went up again. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? So oh I boy. press it, and it gets stuck about three inches up. I'm like, all right, this is not good. So you have something in front of the, the, the eye or something like that? No, no. I went into the house and, and uh, walked around and came into the garage, and I saw that the spring had busted. You know, oh, yeah. huge springs up there. Yeah, I have one of those old garages garages that flip up, and those springs no. are I mean, like, you can't even get the springs from mine anymore. No. That's how old it is. I, I wonder. Now, I, I, I didn't bother opening the garage because so you whoever, just left whoever the car in the driveway like well, a peasant well whoever i was going to call would need work to would need room to work there so i didn't right. put i didn't want to put the car in but do you think most people would know with a, an electric door opener how to open it if it's not working how to open the garage uh yeah i think that's kind of a it's kind of a, i know for a fact because i can't park my truck in the in the garage anyway because the garage door opener is hanging too far down from the ceiling but there's also yeah there's a reason why you there's an easy way yeah, to fix to remedy well, that situation it well, should be it should be clear to everybody let me ask you i think we got somebody here if you were leaving your house early in the morning and you went into your garage and you pressed the button to lift your garage door and it didn't work. Do you know how you could open the door? What would you do? 
Well, there's that little safety cord at the top. I would pull that. Hey, okay, there you, you go. got yeah. it. All right, yeah, it's a job. white cord with a little red yeah. piece of wood on it. Uh, yeah, or, or a red, red piece of plastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's like the emergency cord if the garage door doesn't open. It turns it into a manual garage door. I think, and I, I'm not sure, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody would be able to correct me from either the fire department or from a garage door installation company. I believe the reason why that cord is red, like that, because it's an emergency for like a fire escape. Yeah, it could like be. Like if there's yeah, a fire I in the house, so. if yeah. there's a fire in the house and the electricity's not working or there's a problem, you need to escape the house. That's why that cord is red. It's an emergency thing to pop that thing down and open the garage door. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. But what I did then was, I think, you know, in terms of finding the absolute best company I could, I, right. did, I did what everybody does, which, which is, is go over and see what sticker is on your garage door from the last time somebody was there. Yeah, here's the thing. It's funny you mention that because my garage door, I've got one of those really old ones. It's got the big hinges. You know, it's a flip up, not a roll up. Yeah. So it's the old flip up door because I'm in a rental, so they're not going to fix it. Um, but it's got the steel, the big steel springs on each side and stuff. The garage door company that installed that garage door on the sticker is no longer in business. Okay. So That's how been, long yeah. it's been. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. The I, Nixon administration was was, was nice. just being, in, you know, sworn in when that happened. Well, the funny thing is this garage, this company has been around for a while and I'm not giving them a plug. Just I'm just plugging them because I, I, they did a good job, but also because it's funny. It's a authentic. Of course. Yes. So they're from the yellow pages days. Of right. You yeah. tried to get as many A's up front as you could. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, double A authentic was like, hey, hey, wait a second. <laughs> right. That's the reason my garage door company failed. Z authentic. Do you right. Them. Yep, yep, they yep. weren't they weren't around long, yeah. but uh, the guy actually I called and they were like, "Well, how about between one and two thirty? And I was like, "You mean today?" <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, hell yeah, put me down. And they actually got out there. The guy actually got there early and did it. But he goes, uh, he goes, okay, the uh, the door is going to be $305 and oh. it's $80 labor. So it's 385 bucks. I'm like, all right, go ahead. And then a few minutes later, he calls me back out to the garage. He goes, you got a, uh, you know, an abnormality here. Um, I'm going to need to put two trusses on. So each truss is $90. And I'm thinking $90, $180. Now we're up over five. Hundred dollars, close to six hundred. I'm like, hey, listen, how much is just a a new garage? How much door? is a new garage door? He goes, that's about thirteen hundred. I said, put those trusses on. Yes, right exactly. Now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it was amazing, though. We got out there really quick. They did a good job. So. Yeah, I think uh, that's one of those again. Like, well, like, like when my water heater went. You, you don't think about the common sense things. I didn't know where my water shut off was, and I like, oh, yeah. I, I felt like an idiot not being able to get your garage door opener when there's a huge cord like hanging down. That you bump into probably when you walk across your garage. Yes, if you didn't know that before, you know it now. Well, we're here to educate as well as entertain. Maybe Mark has saved a life today That's through right. his experiences. Cool. Hi, it's Mark and Neander Paul. Hello. Oh, I called the wrong number. Oh, who are you trying to call? Uh, my wife. <laughs> Is there anything we can do we're, that she can't? <laughs> we're going to be a poor second to that, I yeah, believe. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I'll call you at 810. Sounds good. <laughs> there you go. That's a good idea. Yep. He knows that at 810, a little less than an hour from now, you get your first shot to win 1000 bucks in the KSLX Classic Rock A to Z game. We didn't have a winner yesterday, so there are some wrong guesses piled up 
There is some evidence there. Hopefully, you've been following along in this case. Yeah, we give you six opportunities every day at 8, 10, 9, 10, 11, 10, 1, 10, 3, 10, and 5, 10 to guess the mystery artist. If you can do it, it's basically like Hilo. You know, you take a shot at it. We tell you whether or not you're right. If you're right, you get $1,000. If you're wrong, that uh, incorrect guest will sort of narrow it down until somebody guesses it and we give them 1000 bucks. You know, also, if you go to KSLX.com, not only will all the rules be there for you, but also the previous mystery artists that we've used already right. so that you don't have to waste a guess. Right, and, and keep in mind, my favorite artist of all time, the 1910 Fruit Gum Company, are not involved in the Classic Rock Mystery Artist game, so <laughs> keep that in mind. <laughs> it's one of the greatest acts of all time. Yes, they are so yes. good. I mean, legendary. The fact that they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of yep. Fame, a sham, a tragedy, fake news is what it is. They did either Yummy Yummy or Chewy Chewy, and then the Ohio Express, I believe, did either Yummy Yummy or Chewy Chewy. I believe the 1910 Fruit Gum Company are responsible for Simple Simon Says. We'll have to Google this, and we will Google this because we've discussed this a couple of times, and it's a still a mystery here. So, yep, but yep. But we, we care, just not enough to research it. Yeah, you can be sure those will not be, either one of those, one of the KSLX Classic Rock Mystery Artists. This is one of the highlights of the show, so we're being told. This is where we exploit stupidity. There's a lot of it around us, and especially if you've been watching TV over the past 24, 48 hours. <laughs> it's ridiculous what's going on. So let's escape, shall we, and talk about somebody who's got nothing to do with what's going on yeah. there and make fun of the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. Absolutely. You can see this at the Mark and Neanderthal Facebook page, also at KSLX.com. Uh, so we're going to Louisville, Kentucky, or as they say there, Louisville. Louisville, yeah. Louisville. Which I made the mistake of when I was living in uh, Kansas city thinking louisville kentucky there's a there's a town there called lewisburg i called it louisburg mm-hmm. at one point or louisburg yeah right and somebody corrected me immediately louisville kentucky louisville matthew glass went to the shooting range last friday which you know it's a good thing for gun owners right you stay yeah, sure. you stay in practice yep. you stay familiar with your weapon and hopefully adds to gun safety in yeah, general you're in a safe right? environment yeah. an environment where you know it's set up for what you're supposed to do there as opposed to going out in the yeah. desert and just shooting randomly right <laughs> which is what we do you know at, at an old television set right uh, sure or a couch. <laughs> yes. The recommended way of practicing with your weapon. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Unloaded AR-15 30-round yes. magazine on a refrigerator. Yes. Sure. We kid, of course. No, it happens. Oh, yeah, of course it does. A lot. But not the most recommended way of practice. No, not at all. So Matthew went into the shooting range on Friday with his backpack and his water bottle. And his behavior, though, was very strange. Kind of tipped people off that Matthew might not be in control of all his faculties. That's never a good idea. They never mix chemicals or alcohol with gunplay. No. His water bottle was checked, and sure enough, his water bottle was filled with booze. Oh. This is one of the worst possible things you could ever think of doing at a firing range, Agreed. right? Agreed, yeah. I mean, don't don't do that. Yep. That's bad news. Yep. Especially when the range is the Department of Criminal Justice training range. Oh, boy. And you are a police officer. A cadet, yeah. Or an officer. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, not much more to say about that. He was arrested, later released. He has discipline pending. I'm we guessing hope- he'll be fired. Ah, boy. I think this is a fireable offense. I would think so. These days, you never know. Maybe somebody yelled at him at work. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, he's too gone. hostile for him, yeah. but he's going to keep his job. I don't know. Matthew Glass. Don't be that guy. Is your Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. I think that's a beautiful story you ever told. Mark and Neanderthal. And we've made it a point on this show to try to avoid the political spectrum because, let's face it, um, the minute you mention politics, you piss off half the audience, at least. Yep. No matter what it is. Um, And everybody's entitled to their personal beliefs. But let's face it, what we got going on in Washington right now is a huge hearing 
to seat a man who will be the law. Right. Right. He's going to be on the Supreme Court. If, if Brett Kavanaugh gets confirmed, he'll be on the Supreme Court. And I'm not sure I'm ready to get, you know, to, to my vote doesn't matter, but I'm not really sure I'm going to believe in the, the sanctity of the court for a guy who can't pronounce beers plurally. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing that we're, <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. The way he says beers is weird because, you know, beers phonetically would be B-E-E-R-Z. Yeah, beers. Beers, man. Beers. Get some beers. Yeah, we'll get some, and, and where I grew up in Southie, it's bears. And, and if you're Ooh, talking. You got some bears. And if you say the word girls, that would be G-I-R-L-Z. Yeah. That's the way it'd be phonetic. Phonetically, that's how but it works. Listen to the way he says it. We learned yesterday yeah. that, uh, that Judge Kavanaugh is a big fan of beer but can't pronounce beers. Did you consume alcohol? alcohol during your high school years? Yes, we drank beer. Uh, my friends and I, the boys and girls, yes, we drank beer. I liked beer. still like beer. We drank beer. The drinking age, as I noted, was 18, so the seniors were legal. Senior year in high school, people were legal. Yeah, we drank beer. Sometimes probably had too many beers, and sometimes other people had too many beers. We drank beer. We liked beer. That's 10 beers yeah. in a matter of... Well, he kept saying beers. Um, I, I remember... 20, 27 seconds, he said the word beer 10 yeah. times. I, I you rem- might have a drinking problem. I remember uh, Amanda Beers yes. from Married with, Married Children. with Children. She sure, was the yeah. actress who played Marcy. Yeah, and I remember former uh, Boston Bruin hockey player Bob Beers <laughs> was a defenseman for the Boston Bruins. But I look, I, I, look, I want a guy on the Supreme Court that drinks beer. I want, I want that guy. But I want him to be able to pronounce beers. Yes, I think that's important. Yes. Yeah. I, you, know, you know what he that's did? That's a credibility a- issue, I think. You know what he did after the hearings yesterday? No. I think he had a beer. I'm pretty damn sure he had a beer. You know what? He was under the gun for a good, I don't know, six, seven hours total time. I mean, they took a couple of breaks here and there. But if there were ever a moment where afterwards having a beer would be appropriate, that yeah. was it. You know what? And, and not taking his side either. Uh, no. You know, the, the, I, I thought the woman came off very credibly yesterday also. Right. So. Yeah, no, no. And, and, and that's, and that's all we're saying about, about this that. This isn't even about that. This yeah. is about beer. It is about beer. I, you know, in, in the United States of America... You should be able to speak the language. And the language, <laughs> the plural of beer, is beers. Is beers, not beers. <laughs> Come on. He's not he's not in Chicago rooting on the bears. Yeah. So I'm having I'm having a little problem throwing my my faith behind Judge Kavanaugh. That's all I'm saying. Well, okay, I'll tell you what, when we uh in just a little bit before nine o'clock actually, we'll do another segment of Mark and Neanderthal, my first beer. Yeah, see in my situation it was my first beers. Beers. Mark and Neanderthal in the morning. If you've been following what's been going on in Washington, there have been repeated calls for an FBI investigation. And I want to just say this right now. I'm on board because this was one of the responses that uh, Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh had yesterday. Did you consume alcohol during your high school years? Yes, we drank beer. All right. What kind of beer? I need to know. (laughs) Is that why you want the investigation? That's exactly why I want the investigation. I want to know because, look, let's face it. You can judge a man based upon the beer they drink. Very true. If he's cracking open appeals, do I really want that guy? Although it does make sense that a judge would have an appeals. See what I did there? Ah, very nice. See what I did there? Yes, I do. Yeah, but, I, you know, I don't know what kind of beer the guy drinks. He apparently likes beer because he said beer 10 times in 27 seconds, yeah. which might be indicative of a drinking problem. <laughs> Fact of the matter is somebody should have just handed the man a beer. Indeed. He was subliminally trying to get you to give him a beer. And... That's why we often ask people, 
to tell us about their first beer in a feature we call Mark and Neanderthal's My First Beer. Ken from Chandler. Okay, what was the first beer you ever tasted? The first beer I ever tasted had to be Pabst Blue Ribbon because that's all my dad drank when I was a kid. How old were you? Probably 13 or 14. Did he know about it? I don't think so. It was me and my brother. Little brother? No, older brother, corrupting me. Um, Lori from Chandler. And my first taste of beer was Coors Light. I was 15 and a half uh, with a boyfriend. Dad didn't know. It was gross. I don't like Coors Light to this day. What was gross, the beer or the boyfriend? (laughs) The the beer. (laughs) Uh, My friends and I, the boys and girls... Yes, we drank beer. I like beer. Still like beer. Mark and Neanderthal. Good morning. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Some people celebrate the holidays, but you, you dominate the holidays. You deck the halls, the and anything else that will stand still. You deserve a bold cold brew that's as festive as you. Topped with creamy cookie butter cold foam, covered in cookie butter crumbles, and perfectly pairable with our new cookie butter donut, Dunkin's Cookie Butter Cold Brew is a delicious match for your decked out domination. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.